I'm Tom, I'm an alcoholic. Um, it's my first time doing this, so uh, yeah, give me a little, me a little slack. Um, like he said, I'm from I'm from New Jersey, uh, North Jersey, so like real Jersey, uh, New York City area. Um, experience, strength, and hope, right? So uh, I come from a, a family, a very dysfunctional uh, family unit, family dynamic. Um, I'm the youngest of seven. My father was a religious zealot, as long as also my mother was, um, and uh, it was it was an experience to say the least to grow up. You know, it, it, I don't think that was the one thing that led me here, but it, it definitely had like a, a it was a driving force probably. Um, <clears throat> so, like I said, I come from a extremely dysfunctional family where like it was uh, there was no talking, there was yelling. Um, there was abuse, um, and uh, so like at the age of twelve, I I ended up leaving home, and um, I slept in in cars and uh, had a scrounge for food. Um, you know, New York City was great. Friends just got back from there, and I was telling him how he used to make six hundred dollars a day, uh, asking people for change. And um, <clears throat> of course, I was I was a kid, so I couldn't get a place. I did a lot of couch surfing with kids. Um, from my area, but luckily I was, I was lucky enough to have like a metro system that I could ride and buses um, that I could take to and from. Uh, the town I'm from, um, it's not the greatest area. Um, it's not definitely not the worst, but uh, I was always different. I was, I didn't think I was different from anyone else, but everybody else did. Um, you know, it's kind of one of those things, like if you're not, if you don't look the same, um, you get picked on a lot, it doesn't help. Uh, you know, I have Tourette's, um, so like you'll see me twitching. I'm not smoking meth, so um, <laughs> it's one of those things that I do. Um, yeah, so so growing up there, there's really only two options. Um, you know, you either steal or uh, you know sling different things, and um, I, I was lucky enough to get to do both. And, um, <laughs> and so. Uh, so yeah, so as a kid, like I got really good at hustling people, um, making money any any way I knew how. Um, you know, I, I really wasn't about stealing. Um, you know, things from people or people that I knew. I wasn't. I'd always had like a, a moral code that was instilled for me, instilled with me as a child. Um, you know, the Ten Commandments. But uh, you know, I managed to break all of them. And um, yeah, so like it was always that thing in the back of my head, but like if I wanted something bad enough, I'd always do it. Um, but I never took from people that had less than me or that were friends of mine. And, um, you know, it didn't stop friends from doing that to me, but um, yeah, as time progressed and, you know, I, I, I didn't start, I didn't start using, I mean, I always say that I never started, I didn't start using at a young age, but that's not true. Um, I wasn't actively using every single day. So, so, so we, you know, a couple of drinks here and there as a little, little, little kid. And um, whatever anybody else would give me, you know, I got, I had ecstasy, I think when I was like 13 years old, someone gave me just to try it. It was, I think probably the best time a 13 year old could have. Um, <laughs> fuzzy pillows and stuff. Uh, yeah. But, um, but yeah, as, as time progressed, you know, I got older and I needed to mature, which I didn't. Um, I just, uh, I just resorted to, uh, you know, as every, every rap song in history says, you know, I just, I just got harder and colder and colder. And, um, I really didn't matter to me. I really, 
I have friends, I have people, I don't even call them friends. I mean, I just have people that if they weren't, if they weren't giving me anything, if they weren't helping me make money or, or bringing girls around or had access to somewhere I couldn't get in, they weren't my friends. And I realize now I was just using people. And um, as time went on, I, I realized, you know, you know, dogs can, dogs can sniff pretty much anything out of a car um, once you give consent. And even if you do give consent, they still, you know, make their way around it. Um, but so I moved on to bigger and better things and, you know, started selling things that I, I still have a lot of, a lot of shame when I talk on it. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, so, you know, to make money, I mean, it was, I was making money and I had a ton of money and uh, I just, it wasn't enough. It wasn't feeling that void inside of me that I, I didn't get from my family. I didn't get from any girl that I was with. I didn't get from friends. And it was something that I was thinking that I could feel externally. And I realized as time progressed, I mean, I'm 32 now. I didn't figure it out. So two, three years ago that like there was something that I needed and it wasn't from anybody else. It was from inside and it was dealing with my shame, with my problems, with my issues, with my anger, with my hatred towards others. Um, you know, and uh, it took a lot of people. It took a lot of people that I consider friends and that were truly friends from from childhood. And it took them to lose their life for me to like have that, that aha moment, that open inside that crack in the, in the shell of my heart to open up my eyes and realize like this is not, this is not living, this is surviving. And once I broke that mentality of, uh, of just trying to survive and I decided that I, I didn't want to live I didn't know how I tried to stop so many times. And um, it was the one thing that had me the worst is I was going in, I've never been to rehab before, but I was in detox and I went like seven times in a row. And every single time I went, I come out, I come back three days later. And uh, this one nurse says to me like the seventh or eighth, however many times it was the last time, she goes, why do you even bother? Like, what's the point? And that, that hit me like a ton of breaks. And um, I just lost a best friend who couldn't, who couldn't, uh, he couldn't fix his problems either. And so he hung himself. And, uh, and then shortly after that, I lost my brother to uh, Fenton also. And, and then I was like, what's the point? Like I had, I had tried about a year before either of them and uh and i was i was successful just somebody was able to find me and uh and bring, nurse me back to health and um and i just really i gave up and i took my car and i realized now that i was trying to kill myself and i drove it 60 60 some odd miles an hour in a tree shattered both my legs ended up in the hospital for nine months and it was that time where I couldn't do shit and I had to reflect on who I was. And if I couldn't kill myself successfully on three separate attempts, 
um, that maybe I should, I should do something else in my life. And, uh, you know, I was, I was still running on the street and, um, and, uh, I had an incident and I ended up in the hospital again. And it just happened to, you know, the things like that divine, that divine, what intervention, whatever they call it. Um, and uh, I actually had a family member on the East Coast that just happened to be there because she got hurt in the hospital uh, from a friend that, that, I had, that I had died, um, which wasn't true. But she had come out and uh, she said, you're, you're coming with me to California. And at that point in my life, any other time she would have said, I would have been like, I'm not, I'm not going, like, I'm not going. But at that time, I was like, I had, I had done them prayers and I didn't know what I was praying for. I just prayed for anything different. And um, she came out and she said, we're going to California. I said, all right. And uh, that was, it's almost eight months to this day. And um, all I can say is that like, I, I would put, I would bet on AA for any person if you're giving it an actual try. Like the, the things that I, I had nothing to give and everything to gain. And it's, you know, it's easy sitting back now saying like, oh, it's easy. I'm almost at eight months now. And um, it was so fucking hard, so freaking hard. Um, the first three months, um, so hard. But now I look back on it, and um, I'm just so grateful for Kelly, dude, saved my life. Um, you know, my friends here, and uh, man, just it, it really is one of those things that that's just that divine intervention that of God working in my life and. I'm not a spiritual person. I was not before I came out here. Um, I am now um, spiritual, not religious, but it it's worked wonders in my life. And I would I would tell anybody that's new in these rooms just to keep coming back. Because <laughs> it's amazing. You know, you give everything to gain. What do you have to lose? All right, thanks a lot. Have a good